Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host, Ben Niven. Boys, Jacob, me, it's... Did I just have a fucking stroke? (laughs) 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 No. Well, probably not. Did you just have a fucking stroke? Uh, It's a possibility. Can you smell toast? No. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Welcome to the show. Today we are moving on with our Craven Marathon with The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Fuck. Yep. (laughs) Released in 1985, the year after Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, Although it was, although I believe it was filmed long beforehand. Not really long before. What happened was... uh, you know, Swamp Thing, you just you finished Swamp Thing, when was that, 82, 81? And then... Uh, it was 82, I believe. Yeah, so he finished Swamp Thing, 82, needed a bit more money, a bunch of mm-hmm. producers came up to him and says, hey, we like that movie you did, Hills of Eyes, how about uh, a little bit of a sequel to that? So Craven accepts. <laughs> and uh, this film was, uh, it had a very small budget, I'll let you guess what that is in a bit. Yeah. But what happened was, they ran out of money, so, you know, they only had about an hour, maybe, of original footage. So they, they ran out of money when that happened. And then uh, a little movie, you know, that we covered, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, comes out. Yep. Craven's a huge household name now. Those same producers come up to me and be like, hey, how about we release what you have for, for Hills Vise Part 2? Uh, Craven says, okay, because, you know, money. Yeah. Still need that little bit of money. Money, 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 money. How about you let me finish the movie? I'll get those guys back. We'll do some uh, more scenes. The producer mm-hmm. said, no. <laughs> we will release what we have. I didn't see, I didn't know this going in, right? <laughs> but by God, you can tell watching the movie that this is exactly what happened. We will release what we have and we'll just uh, fill in the gaps with a bunch of flashbacks. Exactly. And by God, these flashbacks are reek of padding. Like, you can tell watching the movie, even if you don't know that exact story, you can tell that they're just put in there to pad out the runtime and yeah. with, for no other reason. Because nine times out of ten, they are absolutely pointless. Yeah. Uh, we'll get more into it once we cover the actual film itself, but by God, one flashback in particular <laughs> is egregious, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh... I don't like this movie very much. So, <laughs> yeah, but before we get into it, Jacob, how have you been doing, my friend? No, I've been, I've been fucking great, you know, so, yeah, I've been pretty good. Why? What have you been doing? <laughs> I have been on a bit of a, on another Blu-ray binge. Uh, I have managed to acquire a copy of Dark Knight Rises, which took me fucking ages to do, uh, as well as a copy of Gotham by Gaslight. Hell yeah. I'm, Hell on yeah. A bit, I'm on a big Batman kick recently. Don't know why. I even started playing Arkham Knight again. Yeah. Don't know why, I've just done a heavy Batman kick recently. I don't know. I haven't really been... Uh, the only Blu-ray I purchased recently was Blue Velvet, but that was... Fair. I have that on DVD, but I just want to get it on Blu-ray. But um, now I've been watching, like, uh, just like, uh, you know... I've been on a weird action movie kick lately. So Okay. <laughs> so, like, do you remember those Gerard Butler... Like the has fallen movies, you know, Gerard yeah, Butler has fallen, where he just falls <laughs> over. And, uh, Gerard Butler has fallen. He just keeps falling over. And he's like, no, <laughs> for fuck's sake! But no, I, I uh, blame it on the bucket. But no, uh, <laughs> there's three of those movies apparently, and you know, what do you mean apparently? You watched them all. 
I didn't know there was a third one. But when the mood strikes me, I like big dumb action movies, you know. So don't we all? Yeah. Really? So I I watched all three of those in one night, and by God, I w- I came out the other side a pro America son of a bitch. You're a changed man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, once you hear the line "Go back to fuckheadistan," you're kind of sitting there like, "Well." <laughs> that was actually taken directly from the transcript of when John Smeaton kicked that terrorist in the balls and tore a tendon in his foot. <laughs> so that was. <laughs> so... Although Jared Butler was saying it, in a, Jared Butler was saying it in an American accent, though. So you know. I know, but you yeah. you can't say that in an American accent. I used to be like, "Go back to fuckheadistan." That's that's fully. That's Glasgow, man. Yeah. Uh, and he's from fucking Paisley. Yeah, he's from Paisley. Although, although, although he did spend a lot of his childhood in Canada. Ah, fuck him. In Montreal. He's dead to me. The fucking French bit of Canada. Ah. Yeah. So you can probably speak French with a Paisley accent. That's fucking hilarious. Je suis, je m'appelle Gerard. <laughs> Gerard Butler. <laughs> But you know, uh, no, nah, like those movies, they're fine, they're fun. But like uh, the third one is probably my favorite one. Okay, Angel has fallen because instead of trying to, because these are actually kind of low budget movies. I didn't know this until going in. So a lot of the CG for like the big fucking spectacle scenes are kind of shit. But uh, the third movie doesn't do that. Whereas instead of like you know London being attacked or the White House being attacked, it's literally uh, it turns into like a sort of. Uh, Harrison Ford movie from like the nineties, like The Fugitive, where he's been framed for shit, and he like oh, okay. fucking has to. He's like been framed. En- or he's, enemy of the state, kind of thing. Like, yeah, and it's just yeah. basically him on the run and shit. It was it was pretty good. So I watched those, and then the day after, I watched uh, the most recent John Wick, uh, yeah, John Wick movie. Oh fuck! Did you like it? Sorry, right. yeah. Donny fucking Yen. It's alright. Legend. It's, it's not as good as the first two, you know. But I'll watch anything with Donnie Yen in it, man. The guy's a fucking legend. I mean, he was in Blade too. Aye, but he was still cool. <laughs> oh, he does his point of vampire. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, and it was badass. Yeah, but you know, uh, John Wick Four, it was fine. Uh, it's 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 uh, not as good as the first two, which I don't think is a controversial statement to make. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so you know, John Wick, good shit. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm tentatively excited for. Uh, this ballerina spin-off that's coming out. Yes. Although fucking, what's his name, Len Wiseman is doing it and he did all those underworld movies. So. Yeah. I need to watch the TV show, that Continental show. Uh, from from what I hear, it's pretty decent. Uh-huh. I've not heard uh-huh. anyone say anything bad about it. So. And apparently there's talks of John Wick 5 and after seeing John Wick 4, I'm kind of thinking... How? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck are they doing that? <laughs> How does this work? But Yeah. Uh, but Whatever. Aye. So, shall we get into the vitals? Yes. Let's bring into it, shall we? Hells of Eyes, part two. Mm-hmm. 1985. Low Fucking... budget as fuck. Yeah, written, directed by Wes Craven, obviously. But yeah, budget. What do you think the budget was? A tenner. No, I'm kidding. Uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, like something like 80 grand or something like that. Like yeah, A bit more than that. $700,000. 700000 Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. This... This cost the same amount as Halloween. This cost the same amount as Halloween. Yes. And had a compra- this had a comparable budget to fucking Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Uh, do you want to know something? Where'd the money go? Where'd the money go? Because it's not on the fucking screen. What the wanna, fuck? Uh, do you want to know an even uh, crazier fact? Go on. Um, out of the West Craven movies that we've done so far, 
Isn't this the highest budget? No, Swamp Thing's got the highest budget. What was, what was Swamp Thing? Two mil? Swamp Thing was... 2.5. 2.5 mil, yeah. Yeah. But $700,000 uh, in budget for this. I don't have any box office numbers because this was not released in cinemas. This <laughs> this was... Um, it had a very short run and about two cinemas. Yeah. So, uh, I guess just for like the cast and crew to go see. Pretty much, yeah. And, uh, and then it was straight to video. Straight to video and pay television. So, pay-per-view, you know. Ah, so, right, okay. Right, okay. So, uh, you know, there's so like no... Skybox Office and all that push. Well, it's not even Skybox Office anymore. It's Sky Store now, but yeah. I don't know what it would have been in the 80s. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, so, no. you know. Uh, no box office numbers. I doubt this would have made much at the cinema anyway. Um surprisingly enough you can buy us on Blu-ray <laughs> yeah I don't know why the f- how the from fucking Arrow videos yeah go. well it's Arrow video they yeah. release all sorts of weird shit IMDB out of 10 oh, this is a bad movie I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous and give it a 4 3.8 motherfucker okay but here's the thing Ron Tomato score the critic score oh the critic score that's gotta be like 12% or something like first for the show a 0 Fuck off. That's the critic score. Audience. 5%. 19. <laughs> I guess people just like it for Who's like the a, cunt that liked it? <laughs> I guess it's just for like, you know, it is kind of seen as like... Like so bad it's funny kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, there's a cult fan base for this movie. I mean, it came out in Blu-ray. People have to like this movie. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I think not... like is a strong word. I think it's more like they'll watch it because it's it's stupid bad. Yeah, even Wes Craven does not like this movie. He's disowned this thoroughly. Oh, fully, yeah. Um, as far as he's concerned, this is not one of his movies. But guess what? Your name's on the cover, motherfucker. Yeah. It's a weird cover in it. Yeah. I so, don't know why I'm talking to him like he can hear me. Cunt's deed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just looking. I'm trying to think. I was trying to think. It's Wes Craven in heaven or hell. Uh, and if you believe in such things, I mean, he probably did. Probably did, yeah. He did spend the first like thirty years of his life as like a proper fucking like in the church. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah who knows? Yeah. Wherever yeah. he is, Wes, you fucked up. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why? Apparently, I did read somewhere that he made this. He did need money, but it was apparently for like um, you know, a new driveway or something. So. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> okay. So fair enough. That's you know. fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Aye. Fuck this so movie. box office numbers are impossible to get because it was straight to video and also pay per view TV. Hell yeah! Imagine paying. Imagine I imagine paying to see this shit on <laughs> TV. Hey, honey, we're not gonna go to the cinema tonight. They're, they think There's we're a movie on TV. They think we're rubes. We're gonna pay twenty dollars to watch this on television. A divorce happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even fucking Michael Berryman doesn't like this movie. He's uh, he's come out and said he likes every movie he's in except for this shit. He, you know, I mean, to be fair, to be fair to me, also didn't like outright trash it. He was just kind of like, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get into this trash heap. So the film begins with a very clear homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> with the opening narration and detailing the events of the previous films in such a way that it's supposedly based off a true story. Spoiler alert, it's not. Neither was the first one. It's the same marketing tactic that was used for uh, Last House on the Left. Uh, it is yeah. not based on any kind of true story whatsoever. And Texas Chainsaw. And Texas Chainsaw as well, yes. This narration ends with 
the, this they wonderful the, line and the hills still have eyes do you <laughs> think they paid this narrator guy in a joint as well like they did for Texas Chainsaw 100% <laughs> I don't even think they paid I bet it was like a shit joint it was like 90% tobacco it was just stem aye <laughs> so we hear various different sound bites from the previous film playing over the opening per- credits and we cut to a therapy session with a blonde guy from the first movie Bobby Bobby, see, Bobby, like, I'm just going to say this right now, right? I think I mentioned it when we were doing The Hills of Eyes, the original one. Yeah, you get the gay vibe. Yeah, apparently, apparently. Apparently, your gay doll's shit hot because you were right. Well, the actor's gay as fuck, right? But, like, uh, his character, not so much. No. But, uh, you know, maybe he's just lying to himself, who knows? Who knows? Plenty (laughs) of people are. (laughs) It is the 1980s. Maybe he's got a fantastic beard. Clean shaven, great beard. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, we see Bobby working through his trauma with a therapist. Cue a flashback to the end of the first movie using the mother's body as bait to lure in Papa Jupe. Papa Jupe. This flashback shows damn near the whole fucking scene. Like, I am going it's bit, to... like, there are some cuts there that are made for time, but with the exception of like very tiny cuts that are made. It's yeah. basically the entire fucking scene. I would say like, that this movie is about 30% flashbacks to the first movie. I mean, there's at least a... Sol- I mean, we said that when they finished filming, they had an hour of usable footage. Yeah. This is a 90-minute movie. Yeah. So, yeah. one. Yeah. So one-third of this movie's runtime is flashbacks. Kind of like a Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 situation we've got yeah. going on here. Yeah, one-third of the movie's runtime is flashbacks. <laughs> And if fucking it, disgusting. And I was sitting here watching this, being like, "All right, so he's gonna, he's gonna." Wait, no, hold on. Fucking wait. Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Yeah. Garbage Day. Yeah, no, I know, but like, I get the, I get the comparison. It's but why was dead. that in your fucking head at the time? Because it's the only other movie I can think of that does that. Ghost of Mars. No, I mean, told through flashbacks to the previous movie. Ah, right. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah. Ghost of Mars. It's just, it's just Ghost of Mars. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like I was watching this and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, cool, this is going to be slightly interesting. He's going to go back to the desert to face his past. Yeah, that's what I thought it would be too. Because he's, well, he's going to the de- he needs to go to the desert because he's part of a racing team. Like, yes, uh, and uh, he has created this dirt bike racing and shit. Yeah, he's created he a new created fuel. This super fuel. Super right? fuel. Which apparently is going to make you go like insanely fucking fast. Yeah. Right. It's basically nos. <laughs> yeah. How does he just make a super fuel? What is he? Is he just in his garage, just putting like fucking? He's just putting cocaine in the fuel. He's just see breathing. In, <laughs> he's just breathing in the fumes and being like. <sighs> he's doing this not. Papa Jupe. He's no. doing this, you know, to pursue his racing dreams, but also to forget the pain. Yes. <laughs> of losing everybody. Where's the brother-in-law? Where's he's the gotta f- go. Gotta go fast to outrun the pain. Where's the fucking nerd-looking brother-in-law? I don't know. He did survive the last movie. He's bringing up his niece. Yeah, Katie. Yeah, he would have been cool in this, but no. yeah, but, but uh, yeah. So he's supposed to be going to the desert because he's part of a racing team. They need to. Is the race in the desert? I don't know. But Apparently. like. But this is the last we see of him. I thought he was going to go face his fears, but no, he's no, like we we see him in this like first bit half this first like twenty minutes of the movie and then he's gone. Yeah. I thought maybe he's going to do, like... Uh, I thought, all right, he's not going on the trip with him. Maybe he's going to appear at the end. Yeah. Just to be like, ah! You know, just... You know, what I th- you know what my theory was? They were right? going to do that? No, no. My theory was slightly different. My theory was going to be he was going to go alongside with them. Uh-huh. And we were going to see... And from the audience's perspective, they were going to be hunted down by Pluto and Jupe and all the rest of it, right? 
And then at the end of the film, it's revealed that he'd went fucking batshit insane. Mm-hmm. And I and killed everyone. See, my theory... and we are seeing it, and like through his eyes, he's seeing like all these people taking folk out, but it's actually him doing it. Mm. And it's like this mad, like almost like Far Cry Three esque kind of twist, where it's like, <laughs> okay. oh no, yeah, you were yeah. actually a fucking nutcase the whole way through. See, I, I was thinking more along the traditional sense of like maybe they were going to include a scene where he's telling uh, Rachel his girlfriend, you know, well once you get there, give me a call, you know. And because she doesn't call, he's like, oh, something's up here. So he needs to. Is Rachel's his... girlfriend. Yes. So he needs to. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. So that's why. I, that's why I was saying, like, I guess he's lying to himself. You know. I didn't but, know Rachel uh, was his girlfriend in this movie. I'm pretty sure they're girlfriend. Oh no, they do share a kiss at one point. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, like, you know, she doesn't call him, so he's like, that's, oh. in- that's interesting when you take into account what Rachel what happened. Did, what, yeah. Yeah. And the the twist that occurs like thirty or forty minutes into this movie. Yeah. So I think he knew though. Yeah, I know, he would have known, he, yeah. He, knew, but like, he would have known, but also, it makes it weirder that he would have known. Yeah, but, like, I thought, you know, that's what my theory is, is, like, once they get to the race course, she was going to, like, phone him, be like, we've made it safe, bro, you know, and then, like, uh, she doesn't do that, obviously, so he's like, ah, oh, something's up, man. He needs to go face his fears, yeah. go into the desert, sees his worst fears have been realised, the fucking... yeah. Cannibal guys are still the there. They'll still have eyes. I fucking hate that line, by the way. I didn't it's mind so it, fucking dumb. I didn't mind it, to be honest. It's so stupid. It's better than the fucking title alone of, um, what was it, The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That's oh fucking God, bullshit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a better line. It's, keep it on with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's, it's a, a better, better line, line than, do your thing, cuz. Do your thing, cuz. Oh, thanks. <laughs> fucking Alexandra Daddario. Cheers, hen. <laughs> Thanks, my cousin, that realistically should be well in our 40s, but is being played by a 20-something. Thank you! But, uh, yeah. But that's why I thought this movie was going to go... <laughs> him going into the desert and, like, fucking, you know... going yeah, Ramble, his fears. Going Rambo and these fucking, you know, cannibal people. Well, having PTSD flashbacks and killing only one guy. I mean, that's probably what happens to that's, him anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then doing an alternate cut where he shoots himself, but they realised that that's really a massive fucking downer, so they filmed a different season. Ah, the Kevin Smith-Clark's conundrum. <laughs> no, it's the Rambo First Blood conundrum. I know, but it happens in, it happens in Clark's as well. Yeah, but fuck Kevin Smith. Yeah. So- <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we're introduced to... Uh... So yeah, so anyway, he's talking with the therapist. The therapist just goes, so he's dead, right? He says, I guess we just left him there. <laughs> and the therapist replies, you know he's dead, you blew him to shit. <laughs> That's the exact, like, you know he's dead, you blew him to shit, you stabbed him, you fucking, and he basically... Yeah, your, your sister, your like... Your sister got him with an axe, you blew him to shit with... You, you, <laughs> you blew him up of a in your camper van, then you shot the, him. <laughs> you shot the cunt twice. But not the exact line is, you know he's dead, you blew him to shit, which had me, like, I had to pause the movie. You gave him laughing. the best blowjob of his life. <laughs> I had to pause the movie, I was laughing so hard at that shit, right? I was just like, oh he my fucking, god. He fucking came so hard, you drained him of his essence. Yeah. <laughs> You are a fucking succubus now, Bobby. <laughs> You're like if Emotep was horny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know if that line was supposed to be funny, but fuck me, it's hilarious. Uh, apparently, Bobby's been having trouble believing that the villains from the first film are truly dead, and as we said earlier, has been developing a new type of, of fuel for his racing team. We then cut to the next morning. A masked man on a motorbike rolls up to a young woman's house with a ladder. Hey, he looks like fucking, uh, in the mask, he looks like, uh... kind of looks like Papa Jupiter a little bit. I was going to say, he looks like, glance. what was the name of that serial killer, the, the fucking Night Stalker guy? Um, 
San Francisco, he said he was a Satanist and all that shit. Oh, yeah, that cunt. Aye. No, no, I get where you're coming from. Rodriguez. I want to say Robert Rodriguez, but that's the, that's the, director. Film, that's the film director. Um, that's the Spy Kids guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, in a previous life, Robert Rodriguez, before Inbu. Yeah, before he'd done Spy Kids and. He's like, just fucking killing machete, women. He's just killing cunts <laughs> in San Francisco. Hang on, I'm going to look this guy up. Night Stalker. <laughs> um. So, while you look him up, I'll continue with the scene, right? So, he uses the ladder to sneak in. Richard Ramirez. Ah. RR. You know, so, you know. (laughs) The mask looks like Richard Ramirez, but I have to question, right? What is it with fucking 80s movies and people in 80s movies thinking, do you know what's going to be a great practical joke idea? Potential. Giving someone a fucking heart attack. Do you know what's a great practical joke idea? Potential rape, you know? Yeah, or attempted murder. Like, (laughs) do you know what's the best practical, I say best, do you know what's the worst slash best practical joke I've seen in an 80s horror movie? I swear to fuck if you say Revenge of the Nerds. No. Because I haven't seen that movie. It's one of and the I also said I also said horror movie. Oh, so, right, sorry. There's a slasher movie which we will probably cover eventually on the show called Final Exam, right? Right. And as a practical joke, now keep in mind this is the 1980s, right? Okay. As a practical joke, a bunch of kids drive a black van into the into the you know the campus quad, open up the doors and start firing into a crowd with with fucking M16 assault rifles that are just fire. You find out eventually they're firing blanks, but they're essentially performing a mass shooting. <laughs> Keep in mind, this was the 1980s, so I guess that just wasn't as common. So it's, it's, you know, it's pre-Columbine and all that, but holy fuck! <laughs> what the fuck? And then, in a, if you want to keep it into comedies, Road Trip has them uh, calling in a bomb threat at one point yeah. at the college campus. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, what is it with 80s horror movies and the practical jokes involving potential rape? or Not like even just, horror movies, or just, just severe, 80s, just, severe trauma. Yeah, not even horror movies, just 80s movies in general. The pranks are always like either rape or severe trauma or both. <laughs> fucking disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So we cut to the next next morning. As I said, he's sneaking into his girl's bedroom, briefly hovers over her before grabbing a glass of water. The sneaky bastard, Roy, turns out as a girl's boyfriend. And the girl we find out is called Cass. And I was wearing a not. mask to scare his girlfriend because, and he says, you always feel my face first. That, combined with Cass's demeanour, lets us know that she is, in fact, blind. Yeah, I didn't actually know she was blind until, like, you know... <laughs> and why didn't you know this, Jacob? You know, shit face, the movie's terrible. Yeah, okay. So, but and, I just again, thought she was being a spooky bitch because she's, like, fucking staring off into space all the time being like, I'm psychic. So, you yeah. know... <laughs> You know, so and so, every and every spooky bitch I know stares off into space a lot. So you know, yeah, true. Uh, so <laughs> she asks him, "Why are you wearing so many clothes?" Uh, okay, Craven's time as a porn director is starting to peek through a wee bit here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> with dialogue like that, what the fuck? Uh, we then cut to the two heading out to a garage filled with motorbikes. No, 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 no. You need to do the full line, right? Because she's like, why are you wearing so many clothes? He's like, well, it's cold on a, in the morning ride. Right, right, right. He's like, why are you wearing so many clothes? And then he's like, ah, I get you. <laughs> Strip down to your skivvies, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride you like Seabiscuit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's blind. <laughs> and a spooky bitch. Yes. She's like the sort of woman that in 20 years like after this, she's going to open up a crystal shop and fucking air. Oh, 100%, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> she's punting quartz these days. <laughs> <laughs> Unless uh, the crystal was meth. You know, she didn't make it that far. But, you know. <laughs> she's still, ironically, still working out of air. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
So the two head out to a garage filled with motorbikes and we get some pretty decent dialogue along with the classic exaggerated version of blind people having like top class hearing uh, without asking someone for asking a, a one of Roy's friends, a guy by the name of, of Foster's. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah for, no, Foster. Yeah, that's his name. Oh, yeah, Roy. Because I remember, because I remember all constantly. Th- every time his name was mentioned, I wanted a beer. Foster's so. is just piss water as well. I mean, it is. It's shite. But uh, even the Aussies fucking hate it. Yeah, it's kind of like when um but, uh, Foster's no, but, Foster's for them is kind of like whenever we see like fucking tenants tenants abroad. It's like yeah, it's yeah. like oh, there's a fancy international beer. It's, like, it's fucking <laughs> piss water. Mate. Well, we should probably we should probably point out that Roy is uh, he hasn't appeared in the show yet, but he's on a he's he's in a Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. Part Seven, yes. He's um. I don't know. I think he's just like one of the. It's part part seven is Jason versus Carrie, right? Yeah, the new yeah. He's just one of the teens in there. Fucking Foster uh, is the mayor in RoboCop too. Yes. So he was annoying in that movie too. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, she asks Foster for a sip of his soda. She, he then says, "How the fuck can she do?" It? He says, "You need to be more careful. She can hear the bubbles." <sighs> Depending on what you're drinking, you could probably smell it as well. I mean. Probably, yeah. I mean, it was a Pepsi, but yeah. Uh, Pepsi's, got, then, Pepsi's got a smell. And he then walks in and says to Foster, oh, oh, have you been spending time in the sun? You've got a great tan. <laughs> Nothing like a good old racist joke between friends. <laughs> I mean... The reply is great. It's just like, oh, I love your white bread humour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Basically just saying, shut up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love you, but shut the fuck up. This is where we're introduced to all these characters, and they're all bland. And yeah, like I, I barely them. remember half of their names. I only reckon the only reason I remember some of them is because I've seen them in other shit. Like uh, Foster's girlfriend is uh, a character by the name of Sue. Yeah, she's in um she's Captain Cisco's wife in fucking Deep Space. Deep Space Nine. Nine. She yeah. also appears in the Orville uh, as the ship's doctor. Nice. Well, I haven't seen the Orville. So. It's really fucking good. Uh, Norm Macdonald plays a great part in it. Deep Space Nine is also. Probably my favourite Star Trek TV show. Really? At least, yeah. I probably could have guessed that. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. But uh, the two discussed their strategy for the upcoming race. Apparently, they split the gas tank into two sections. One for the same fuel as their competitors, and one for Bobby's super fuel. Super fuel! Uh, We then get (laughs) it incoming this next character called Harry, who crashes straight into a bunch of cardboard boxes, followed by a bus full of their girlfriends, including... Penny Johnson Gerald, who we mentioned earlier, plays is Sue in this, was in Deep Space Nine later on, and even later on. Did, the you, did you take a note of the actress that plays Blind Chick? No, I did not. I couldn't find her name. Ah, uh, wait, because I, I did notice that on the on the credits as this movie was starting, you know, it was mm. telling you who's in it and all this. It's like, and introducing, so this is her first movie. She doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I guess this is like her only movie. <laughs> Very possibly. Introducing... <laughs> Imagine being fucking making your debut in this. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, one of the women, one by the name of Rachel, uh, informs Roy that Bobby isn't feeling too great. We then cut to Bobby having another flashback. <laughs> Thirteen minutes into the film, we have two flashbacks. Here's a here's a question. This does not bode well. Here's a question, right? So we know the budget of this movie. Uh, we know it was seven hundred thousand. Yes. How much do you think the guy that plays Bobby? got paid just to sit around do a few lines and a few lines of dialogue <laughs> and uh, have a couple of flashbacks how, how, how like much a grand you... like oh, I don't know like a grand if even that oh, I don't know 
I'm going to make a sort of a very low estimate here. A grand about, is a low estimate. I'm going to say about five hundred dollars. Aye, <laughs> I want it. A crisp high five. I want to. I want to ask these people: How much were you paid to be in Aye. this movie? <laughs> how I I especially want to know how much. I can't even remember the character's name. How much that girl was paid to get into the shower in this movie? Oh fucking yeah, nah. <laughs> That's Jane is the character, doesn't it? I want to know how much the actress played Jane got paid to do the to do a nude scene in this movie because Jesus Christ! Uh, so the flashback ends yeah. and Roy checks in on Bobby, who tells Roy that he cannot go out into the desert. And I'm going to be honest, Robert Houston, who reprises his role as Bobby from the first film, does kind of an excellent job selling like the, I like him, yeah, uh, selling like the emotional weight of what's going on here for uh, for Bobby. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited to see more of them. This is his final scene. He disappears from the movie from this point forward. We literally, we cut to later on the same day with the bus rolling up to a kennel to collect none other than everybody's favourite dog, Beast! Beast. Why isn't Beast living with whoever the fuck? I have no idea. Uh. But they also collect a shit ton of money. Is Beast in a dog fighting ring? (laughs) Because German Shepherds aren't racing dogs. He's not. He's not fighting other dogs. They put him into a fighting ring with people. Yeah, because he's already got the taste for blood. He's already got. Yeah, he's got it from taking out Pluto in the first film. So is he like? Is he a gladiator? Is that what this is? Is this sweet old woman that runs a kennel secretly a fucking crime lord? It's like that short from uh, the ABC's of Death, the one that has like the dog fighting ring in it. But yeah, yeah, he's just beating on a dog. Yeah. (laughs) God, I forgot about that film. (sighs) ABC's of Death is a weird one. I like it, but it's weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, also, the dog is, is beast. There's numerous jokes we could make about that. We're not going to make them again. If you want to hear all of our hilarious commentary and the fact that there's a dog called Beast in this movie, go ahead and watch our previous episode on The Hills Have Eyes Part 1. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the bus driver, Harry, then tells the group about the Jupiter family in the form of a campfire story. Kind of a dick move, considering that all of these people personally know... Bobby, who's a survivor they don't, of that... They don't, though, that's the thing. That thing? They don't, that's the thing. Um, when it's when she says that she is... Uh, when later on in the movie, Rachel reveals that she Her, is... Yeah, reveals who she yeah, is. Yeah, they're all like, oh, well, even if that was the case, they, they do mention that fucking Bobby, how would he know about it and all that stuff. They don't know that Bobby is part of that, is one of the survivors. So they have no idea why he doesn't want to go out in the desert? Uh, oh, fuck, no, you're right. So... Hi, <laughs> fair enough. This movie so, is really poorly set up. It's so bad. <laughs> so, as far as they're concerned, they Bobby's no just I, yeah. Bobby's just a guy. Uh, Bobby's yeah. Bobby's just a cunt that made super fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> right, so we get another flashback as Rachel falls asleep and apparently dreams of the ending of the first movie. Yeah, and, and this is one of those and flashbacks is, yeah. where, like, because the movie's so poorly set up and because they haven't revealed who she actually is. I was sitting there watching it being like, how the fuck is she having this flashback? Oh, no, she wasn't. I, I immediately put two and two together because it's the same actress. Yeah, I didn't really notice that though because let's face it, it's like almost 10 years later and I was kind of shit-faced. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I was sitting there watching so it being like, why is... the fuck is this random woman having a flashback something she wasn't there for? Yeah. So uh, uh, Cass gets up to comfort the woman saying, am I crazy or are you breathing like you're scared or something? It's also the two have a brief exchange. It's also roasting you in a fucking metal bus within the desert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have a brief exchange and then we cut to Harry who continues to tell the tale of the Jupiter family complete ha- with big theatrics crawling across the floor of the bus and shit. Harry's the most annoying person I've seen in a movie recently. 
God, I hate him so much. I fucking despise him. Uh, meanwhile, Foster reads the paper and announces to the group that today ends daylight savings. He's kind of like... They're late for the race. Harry is kind of like what Matthew... Is what Matthew Lillard is. He kind of wants to be a Matthew Lillard type of person. But he's just not pulling it off. What do you mean by that? Think about how Matthew Lillard, Lillard is acting at the end of Scream. Where it's over the top, but it's kind of it's kind of good. Do I need to remind you when Scream came out? I know, I know, but I'm saying that he's that type of person. I'm not saying he's trying to be Matthew Lillard. Right, okay. I said he's trying to be that type of person. That sort of really over the top kind of... Yeah, okay, yeah. He's trying to do that. But and he's, he's failing, failing miserably. miserably. Yeah, especially like the bit where he fucking I know, I know, we doubled that. <laughs> especially where he's like, he's opening up the cooler. He's like, we're out of beer. I was like, that's Aye, very that's fucking. Bullshit, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the group decide to take a shortcut through the desert, uh, ignoring the sign that they passed earlier that told them to stay on the paved road. Uh, Rachel is obviously against this, as is Cass, and the group take a vote and ultimately decide, yep, we're having a shortcut. We then see, atop the hills, this great big fuck-off guy with a mirror flashing at the bus. In the bus, one of the group realises they're headed for a bomb range. Did you and see that? Harry, did you, did you see Holy that? shit! Without a beer. Yeah, I hate that. Harry is a fucking dickhead, and I hate him. Did you see something flash over there? No. Well, neither did I. Why are they flashing it? Because, let's be real here, there's only two cannibals in this movie. There's fucking Pluto and there's fucking the Reaper, right? Yeah. The Reaper is like... Hiding out in his little hidey hole, which is in the opposite direction of where he's flashing. I don't know. This film's very poorly written. Hmm. Hmm. So, well, the bus continues its journey down a very bumpy road. Uh, Cass begins to smell gas, and the group realises that the fuel line has been severed by a jaggy rock. <laughs> Foster uses what he calls Foster's unique sealant compound, which Seaman. he admits is gum. No. <laughs> Not cum, gum. Not a semen. G, not a C. Uh, Cass suggests using Bobby's super fuel, but Foster tells her that would likely blow up the bus, and they what might the as well use jet fuel. The, what the fuck is he putting in the super fuel? I don't know. How does even one make a new type of fuel? What drugs? Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, no. There is like a there is a science to it. Like the fuel that they use in like F one, if you were to put that in like a normal car. It would fucking destroy your engine. Hmm. So there is like different grades of fuel that burn at different like rates and whatnot. But can you just make these in your garage? No, but it's suggested that Bobby is like Kevin. The fact that there's like proper fucking branding on all like the barrels and stuff like that. It's suggested that he's not just made it himself. Hmm. He's like the lead developer on it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So. Uh, the group start looking for a ranch where they can maybe buy uh, some more gas and end up stopping by this dilapidated kind of mining town. It looks kind of similar to the Prospector's Garage from the first movie. Uh, they search through like various barns and huts for fuel and we then cut to a POV shot and some heavy breathing. Someone is watching from the hills. The booga booga booga. Etc. Cash just... <laughs> Uh, Cass hears something from the bus and is very visibly worried. Back in the hills, we've seen other... Is Cass fucking Daredevil? What the fuck? Uh, throughout this film, essentially, yes. Right? <laughs> this, is like, this is something that fucks me off, right? Because it's actually based in truth that when you are blind, 
that not necessarily after being blinded, but more so people that are born blind, their other senses are heightened quite significantly. <laughs> to compensate. More so, not necessarily to compensate, more so through use. In the same way that if you like exercise your certain muscle, that'll grow stronger, mm. right? Or the more that you do a certain thing, you get better at it. This is like a thing that is genuinely like observed in the real world, right? But it's more so just like, you know, you use your hearing a lot more than any other sense and so it becomes better than your mm. average individual. Mm. The same way that people that work in like audio and all that have like a really fine-tuned sense of hearing. Like if you're like an AV technician by trade, you're going to pick up things a lot a lot yeah. easier yeah. but this film takes it to the she extreme she may be blind but she's no fucking Donnie Yen from John Wick 4 exactly this the film takes it to the same extreme that the likes of like Daredevil and Rogue One do although like Rogue One has the excuse of the guy being in tune to the force Daredevil at least in the comics also Donnie Yen why the fuck is he playing blind people all of a sudden I don't know because Rogue One done well uh, Daredevil <laughs> has the excuse of it being a superhero show and he has like unannounced like chemicals splashing his eyes yeah. It is fucking like the closest one I could see that, to getting it right uh, was the film Don't Breathe. And I fucking despise that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it. But... It's. But yeah. I don't know. Donnie Yen and John Wick 4 is quite good because like, he's blind, yes, and he knows what he's doing, but he also kind of like. <laughs> he's putting like fucking like motion sensors on things so he yeah. knows where people are. So. It's kind of cool. But uh, so. Back in the hills, we see none other than Michael Berryman reprising his role as Pluto. It's Pluto. This is the... How many movies have we seen him in now, Wes Craven? Three. Three? House of Eyes 1, Deadly Blessing, this. Was he in Swamp Thing as well? Nope. Oh. At least I didn't re- don't remember seeing him in Swamp Thing. Okay. Maybe someone someone in our Discord could probably tell us otherwise, but yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, for anyway. some reason, I seem to think he was like some mercenary guy. In that no, 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 no. He yeah, wasn't. Okay. Uh, we then cut to Foster and Sue, who argue back and forth about Foster's totally justified trepidation with regards to searching the huts. Oh, what was it she says? It's like... The standard... Pa- she blame- says it's like the standard paranoia of an individual that has been... Ur- that has lived in the urban all his his life and therefore fears anything of the natural world. In other words, the paranoia of a black man. That is the exact <laughs> line. Uh, yeah. Said by Sue. <laughs> Written by Wes Craven. Hell yeah. <laughs> Suspicious. So <laughs> To be fair, I live in the I live in the urban areas all my life and whenever I go out into the fucking wilderness, I get paranoid too, so Yeah. It's not paranoia, it's being smart. Mm. <laughs> Give animals a wide berth. Simple as that. You hear a snake, you fuck off the other way. You don't then go and poke the thing or try and fucking pet it. To be fair, you hear though, a bear, you fuck off. To or be fair, you though, ask him for his number. To be fair, so, though, all the all the things you've just said, we don't get over here. So, like, you know, we do get snakes. Yeah, but they don't fucking like kill you. But because he, he's They're poisonous, th- I'm, I'm not poisonous, venomous. But yeah, but they, they can't kill you. Like, yeah, ones. but they hurt like fuck. Yeah, but he's talking about pythons, which you don't get over there and shit. Yeah, and, like, he, she also said calls him out on that. I know, and says, I know, like, pythons. I know, but you do get like deadly snakes over there. But like yeah. he's talking about, and then you're talking about bears. The worst that we will probably get over here if it comes to like animals is probably like a fucking badger that's kind of gone a bit fucking rabish, or like I don't know if you're up in the high ones a stag, but I don't know. I, I'm more. I know I'm, cows are pretty vicious. I'm more. I'm more concerned about some fucking crazy guy high on cat coming to stab me. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that can happen anywhere. But out in the wilderness, it can happen right now. 
Out in the wilderness, nobody will know. Like I went, I went camping once um, near Largs, and uh, out in the moors there, there was like a waterfall. I went, uh, yeah, I went camping I, out there. I know where you're at. Yeah. And I was fucking uh, being a dick the entire time, just by saying to we we're all smoking the wacky tobacco. And ah, uh, yes. I was being a dick and saying to people, "It's like there's somebody watching us from the hills." So you know, that is such a dick move. <laughs> God damn it! <sighs> I never want to get high with you again if that's your partner. <laughs> to be fair, I was high as fuck as well. So, yeah. So meanwhile, Rachel and Hulk. Yes, that's the guy's actual fucking name. Search the, the main house with the dog Beast. Is Hulk the really annoying guy? No, that's Harry. I do not. Hulk's the guy that hangs out with Rachel, the full film. I have no recollection of Hulk. Yeah, because he's a nothing character. (laughs) None whatsoever. He's literally in the movie to pad the body count for no other reason. Hmm. That is it. Uh, Rachel tells Hulk that there are raccoons in the loft, and that's why uh, Beast is probably going apeshit. Hulk asks if she can smell them, and she quickly corrects him, saying she just knows how Beast reacts when he sees a raccoon. I mean bullshit uh, <laughs> she literally you literally hear her fucking going like before she fucking says it she does the Wolverine thing of being like fucking like looking mm. off into the distance you're not part of the team and then fucking <laughs> sniffing like I mean my dog fucking goes mental does the same gets mental over to me you know, your dog goes way. mental over fucking everything yeah my dog gets mental the same way she does it a postman and she does it a bird so you know yeah <laughs> she's fucking it doesn't matter who it is the dog goes mental yeah yeah it is funny though because your dog is also insanely small. <laughs> so it's just like it's like this trying to be threatening and just looking at you, just like I could probably clear the house if I got a good run up with you. By the way, like if I could. She could probably snap your ankles though. <laughs> probably, but it would yeah. also be a really funny image. Yeah. Wee yeah. over the hills and far away. <laughs> yeah. But no, there's a fucking raccoon up there. Yeah. Uh, Hulk goes up to the loft to investigate and sure enough is jump scared by a raccoon. Never seen a raccoon in real life before. Really? No, we don't get them here, so... Yeah. I've seen badgers. They're yeah. kind of close. <laughs> I mean... They're like raccoons, but skinny. Uh, they also... Raccoons have hands, though. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking... Uh, I don't mm. like them. Yeah, they're kind of creepy. <laughs> Something about animals with hands that aren't, like, chimps freak me out so back at the bus Cass makes a label for Roy's helmet that says Roy I love you Cass uh, Hulk then returns to the bus with Beast and locks him in the bus uh. meanwhile Rachel searches the loft where the raccoon was found and she is confronted by Pluto who she recognises straight away and kicks fuck at him like Rachel actually holds her own in this fight like she kicks him from the loft to the bottom floor I mean, Pluto's only able to get the better of her by knocking her out with a tire iron. Yeah. Which, funny enough, a little bit of synchronicity, that's how fucking Papa Duke ended up the way he is. Yeah. The tire iron to the face. You know, yeah. Uh, she, she does good shit. She, I remember jumping yeah. her down, jumping down from a balcony and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking cool. Uh, Rachel then goes and tells the group that her dead brother is the one who attacked her. The group are, of course, sceptical as they didn't even know she had a brother. Uh, we then cut back to the bust where Beast temporarily stops no, 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 barking. No, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me. The dog has a flashback! A fucking flashback! <laughs> Why? 
What the right? Hold on a second. I know that you've done this for the joke, right? And I want to confirm here, I did not write these notes ahead of time. I'm not typing anything. I want to show you my notes exactly as I wrote them down. (laughs) (laughs) We had the exact same reaction of what the fuck? The dog has a fucking flashback. It's a great flashback too. It's a good one. It's the best <laughs> flashback in the whole movie. And this was the, this was this was uh, this was the only thing I really knew about this movie before going into it. See, I didn't. I did not know this was going to happen. And when it did, I was so baffled and just utterly confused and like for a brief moment I forgot where I was on planet Earth. I was just I forgot I was I, alone in my back room having I, a wank. I was <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. But, when did you yeah. install cameras in my house? I just for a for a brief moment, I was transported somewhere else. I'd astral projected for the first time in my life at the sheer fucking audacity of what the fuck I was watching. <laughs> Whose idea do you think this was? Do you think this was Cravens or the producers? Fuck no, this was the producers, hundred and ten percent. We did another flashback, Wes. Uh, uh, how about fuck we- it, the dog? <laughs> Ain't I put in the dog? Have the dog have a fuck. Either that or someone in the someone in the writer's room was like hanging his fuck. And I tell you somebody just and someone like offhand. The writer's suggested, room so Wes Craven. Uh, no, someone in the like sorry, someone in like the producers when like like suggested like they have a oh hair of the dog and someone went That's You cracked it! You fucking nailed it, pal! That's genius. Get this man a raise. We don't have any money, sir. Get this man fucking a raise. Get him a joint. <laughs> Give him a sandwich. Go. Give him a sandwich. Go. <laughs> Co-op sandwich. I'm not made of money. Right, Tesco, <laughs> Tesco's meal deal. Go. Uh, if I get the Tesco's cunt meal goes deal. To, cunt goes to M&S and bankrupts the whole production. <laughs> if I get a Tesco's meal deal, I can have sushi, though. You're not getting sushi. You're getting the sandwich. You're getting a sandwich. You're getting the watercress sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's the worst one. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that to yourself? I'm going to out myself here. See, whenever I go to Tesco's and I go to the meal deal bit, you know how they have a Costa's coffee machine? Yeah. They don't check if you pay for that shit. Absolutely love it. Because in order to pay for it, right, you, you get your coffee, then the machine spits out a little receipt thing that you need to scan at the checkout when you're yeah. at the checkout. If you don't scan at the checkout, nobody's going to notice. Maybe they're building up a case against me in like the next 10 years I'm going to get like fucking arrested for like stealing thousands of pounds worth of coffee from the fucking Costas machine in Tesco's. But, you know, say la vie. <laughs> that implies that either Tesco or Costa give enough of a shit for that to happen. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but we then cut back to the group. Once the flashback is over, which by the way, the flashback is of the dog attacking Pluto at the tail end of the last movie. Uh-huh. Right? Which again is weird. Which like is the only, pretty much the only flashback in this movie that makes sense in the are context like stereoty- of Hell's Have Eyes Part Two. And these are like stereotypical flashbacks as well, where it's like the screen it does goes like all, the fade out. It does the boom, does like the wavy boom, shit. Boom, yeah. yeah. Does it make that sound effect? I can't remember. No, it doesn't make that sound effect. But I did in my head whenever it happened. <laughs> I full Wayne's World did that shit. <laughs> but uh, so the flashback ends, and we cut back to Rachel telling the group about her backstory. Apparently, she was part of the Jupiter. Jupiter family. In fact, she was Ruby, was the one Ruby? that escaped at the end of the last movie. It had a reasons that Rachel couldn't have possibly seen her brother, so it was clearly just a stress-induced hallucination. <laughs> All right. 
All right then, what the fuck's that then? <laughs> oh, your stress and hallucination. What's this? Ta- oh, your stress and hallucination has caused your head to spontaneously burst. Like to spontaneously dent. <laughs> <laughs> what well, the fuck's this tire iron shaped mark in my fucking forehead then, you cunt? Now listen, Rachel, it was a, it's a stress induced uh, hallucination you had, and we as a group are also having a stress induced hallucination. There is no blood on your head. <laughs> yeah. We are just seeing this. <laughs> oh. That's the kind of shit I can't let Harry would have it with. Fucking hate this cunt. Harry and his bucket full of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so Cass hears someone by the bus and the group rush to protect Beast. At the bus they see that one of the bikes has been stolen. And of course the lads throw on their racing gear, get ready to chase after Pluto on the remaining bikes. Question here. Is this the worst uh, chase scene we've ever seen on motorbikes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> My secondary question. Uh-huh. How the fuck did Pluto learn how to drive a motorbike? So, I'm going to He's assume... He's been in the fucking mountains his whole life. Yes, but I will... This is where I'm going did to Did he teach this. himself? No, this is where I'm... Yes, did Reaper probably. teach him? Probably, because this is where I'm going to go with this. At the compound that they're at, there is abandoned cars and shit there. So I'm assuming that, you know, in order to have people not come looking for folk that go missing out there, they take the cars, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type situation. So inevitably, okay. somebody probably left a motorcycle there at some point or another. And, you know. I can buy that, but it is also just fucking mental to see the character of Pluto on a fucking dirt bike. Yeah, Pluto's extreme, baby! Whoa! <laughs> and they're all doing that as well when they're, when they're fucking driving down. Yeah, they're the... all like, they're doing like these jumps and they're all going like, Whoa! Yeah! Whoa! Like they... <laughs> <laughs> You're chasing after a killer. Fucking calm it. Like, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Just for imagine, a film that came out in 85, this is 90s as fuck. Just right? imagine like the ADR sessions for this. <laughs> we need to act excited, guys. Okay. Wow! Right, it sounds like you ate the microphone. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> Aim up or away from the mic. Don't eat the fucking thing. Like. Wow! <laughs> I fucking hate this movie. It's so shite. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, turns Wes, out Pluto isn't as daft as he seems and there's a wire trap that has been set for his pursuers it doesn't and hurt them but it, it does look, take Harry out of the race it looks like it fucking killed the stunt guy it does <laughs> he looks it like, looks like have you ever seen the? did you ever watch the wrong turn movies no fuck surprisingly okay. however alright I'll, I'll lay one on you do you remember our website called wrestlinggonewrong.com oh fuck yeah it looks like when pricks used to land wrong off of like power bombs and land yeah. on necks and yeah, shit yeah he just he fully like he's scorpions like he fucking yeah. like that. it looks like when it looks like when Brock Lesnar broke hardcore Holly's neck with a power bomb now that's very that is very right niche there. but yeah that's very deep cut right there but I remember watching that on TV <laughs> but yeah it looked bad it was fucking terrifying to watch as well mm. <laughs> Yep. But no, yeah, I I didn't look up who done the stunts for this film, so I don't know if they're still living, but fucking hell, they might not be. Like, <laughs> yeah, Wes Craven just left the body there. Yeah. <laughs> Out there in the desert somewhere is a yeah. dead stuntman. <laughs> uh, he's called Jim. Why are we stuck with the name Jim today? I don't know why. But uh, so Pluto eventually falls off his bike and runs for the hills, chased by Roy, who catches up to Pluto, fights him, wins, and manages to pin him into the ground and steal his knife. These are some of the worst chase scenes I've seen in a movie. They're so terrible. Like uh, they're slow. Right here. How the fuck do you make a slow chase scene? I'll tell you how you make a slow chase scene. Is when you are standing. Is when you. So you've got your camera. Yes. 
you're pointing at a distance and you have your subjects of the chase coming towards you. Slow as fuck. Makes it slow. Doesn't matter what you're filming, makes it look slow. What you want is either at the side or behind, right? Right. Never in front. <laughs> never in front. So you never want a chase scene running towards the camera because yes. it just ends up looking like Monty Python the Holy Grail. Yes, if you or are like going John to John Clay's doing a boom, 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 Yes, if you are going to do it from the front, very quick cuts. Very quick. Yes. Not <laughs> just, just one static there. shot. Yeah, and be like, run towards the camera, boys. No. So elsewhere, Harry walks through the hills looking for Roy. He finds there is a, another there is a, there is a bit in the during the chase scene though mm. when they're still on the bikes, which I thought yeah. was kind of funny. It's like uh, is that the side, but it's low down because the camera's focusing on this tarantula, just kind of like walking about the place. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the that tarantula was just there? Or do you think I've got an oh, idea? It was just there. Yeah. I've got an idea. Get me the tarantula handler. Don't run over the spider. <laughs> just, just go around him. I think that yeah, I think that fucker was just there. <laughs> he was just chilling out. Do you get tarantulas in the desert in California? I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. But, uh, so Harry walks through the hills looking for Roy. He finds another tripwire and ducks under it thinking he's safe. He then goes to the other side, sets off the trap, dodges it and screams out, You missed me! Then he gets 127 hours. Yeah, he gets this big fuck-off boulder then gets very visibly thrown. Yeah. Off of, like, this doesn't, like, like, this doesn't get rolled. This thing's like a fucking slab. So it would have <laughs> had to have been, like, picked it up and fucking yeeted the cunt. To be fair, the Reaper is a big guy. True. And then Harry is crushed by this big fuck-off rock he's and crushed killed. This, he's crushed he's by this big styrofoam rock. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, bounces. <laughs> it's, yeah, the rock fucking bounces. Very daintily. Yeah. <laughs> crushed to death by styrofoam. Uh, Roy then takes Pluto hostage with his own knife. As Pluto then says, You never should have gone off that. This is the most I've heard Mike. This is the most I've heard this cunt speak in any movie. He speaks quite a bit in Deadly Blessing. He just says fucking incubus no, all the he, time. He has a conversation with his dad as well about losing his shoes and he's talking to the boys. Yeah, about, and then like, he dies almost straight after. In this film, he's constantly talking. Yeah, he talks quite a bit in the first one as well. But Not really. He's on the radio. He just says it. Papa Joe. And that's yeah, he's it. On, yeah, he's on the radio. He's telling them where everybody oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back at the bus, the gang bur- have burned a tyre to send out a smoke signal to no avail. Uh, Foster then goes back in the bus to get some firecrackers to get their attention. Guys, I know how to get their attention. I've been to Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a person to put in the tyre, but it will do. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. You never heard of that? Oh, I have heard of that, but it's fucked up that you fucking brought it up. Uh, so we then Shout cut out back to a to... Brazilian listener. <laughs> it's not. Uh, We then cut back to Pluto and Royce. Pluto tells him that I ain't the one you gotta look out for. Roy asks who else is out there, and Pluto replies, The Reaper. Who's the Reaper? The two make their way through... Ah, it's alright, don't fear him. Uh, <laughs> the two make their way through the hills, surrounded by rocks. In comes the Reaper on Harry's bike. Uh, they also see Harry's arm hanging up on some sticks. Yeah, he cut off his arm. Yeah. I don't think they cut it off, I think they just grabbed it and then just See, I'm, I've got to be fully honest here. See when the Reaper was like driving about in the motorcycle? Yeah. I legitimately thought that Papa Joop was just back from the dead. <laughs> so did I. Turns out... Because it's almost guy. the exact same design. Uh, Roy tried to escape on his bike, but is caught by a net trap. The Reaper then strikes him with a machete and it hits its helmet. It goes through his helmet, actually. Mm. Uh, at the bus, Cass hears Roy scream. Well, well. Well, no, well. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let me finish, let me finish. Okay. Then Hulk goes up to him and reminds... No, sorry. Foster goes up to him and reminds him and says, listen, Roy and Harry are like... have a particular predilection for pranks. 
right? They're known for it. We know that they're pricks, right? Yeah, do you remember that prank where they threatened rape? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember that prank where they snuck into your house at the d- when they snuck into your house first thing in the morning wearing a goddamn mask? Uh, Castan admits she didn't hear Roy scream. It was more like a feeling of Roy screaming. Yeah, this was the point where I was sitting there and was like, ah, yes, spooky. Psychic spooky bitch. <laughs> Lucio uh, Fulci's gonna have a great time with you. Yeah. Uh, Sue then suggests setting a trap for the two jokers. Uh, they set up like a bucket trap over the door, like the classic like yeah, bucket the- of water and all that. <laughs> Are they coming? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cut to the group in one of the huts preparing this jump. I'm scared. Later that night, Rachel and Hulk search through the nearby buildings and manage to find an old generator. Uh, back at the young team, Foster and Sue doubt that Rachel is telling the truth about her time with the, the Jupiter family. Uh, I'm just calling him the young team. Uh, the young uh, team. Uh, uh, the fucking GYT or just... Uh, <laughs> VRT, mate. Represent. But, uh, <laughs> no, mate. Apache. Oh, oh fuck that, yeah. man. It's fucking rank. But uh, Cass tells them that... Yeah, I like how we all think about the GYT being like fucking street gangs. They're just fucking They're just wee Neds. Eh? Just wee fucking 14-year-olds. They were just wee Neds cutting about with broken bottles of Bucky and Blades. That was it. Not even that. They were just fucking... Some, a few of them had just half bricks. <laughs> they were just fucking wandering about. Being like, throwing knives, nah, throwing slabs. And anyway, GYT be a bash. Just spray painting cunts. wonder where they are now. Uh, middle management, mostly. be hilarious uh, so if they actually <laughs> went into Glasgow and was like, uh, we're going to meet the Mary Hill Fleeto. <laughs> they get fucking destroyed. Mm. So, <laughs> Cass tells them that Rachel is telling the truth and even demonstrates how she knows when someone is lying. She is Matt Murdock. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I should be a lawyer. It's uh, in this scene, although the way she does it is fairly decent. It's uh, basically, Foster tells her, okay, my, I'm holding my hands up in the air. Am I lying? Right. So, oh, Cass then tells, tells the group she knows that he's lying because based on the way that Sooth's breathing, I would say both of your hands are on her right now. Right. Which, I mean, listen, like, Cass, far be it from me to tell you how to be a human lie detector. That's a bit fucking creepy, hen. <laughs> <laughs> so... Cass then demonstrates how she knows she's lying, as I said. Sue asks her, if you can see so accurate, what do you see now? Cass replies, danger. Uh, Cass calms the group down with a dirty joke about the French. Did she? Yeah. She says, how do the French eat frogs? They oh. take their legs, they put one over one ear, and then they put the other over that ear. <laughs> so they're fucking them? So they're blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. It's the point of the joke that uh, French girls' pussies taste like frogs? I don't know. It's a pointless joke. It's Explain a, yourself, Cass. It's a shit joke. Explain so yourself, Cass. The lights come back idiot. on as the generator powers up, and then Rachel enters the hut through the window so she doesn't a- activate the trap, up and tells the young team to stay put, and that someone else has been there before them. Rachel and Hulk go out to look for... or Harry and Roy, reasoning that they've been gone far too long for this to be a joke. Foster and Sue both ignore Rachel's warning completely and fuck off to the bus to fool around. Hell yeah. Getting jump scared by Beast for their troubles. They then let the Beast out the bus and Foster tethers his leash to the front wheel. Two, back- folk, two folk fucking got jumped by a Beast. <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that one. I give up. Right, I'm, I'm done. That's it. This episode's over. <laughs> fuck this movie. 
It's a particular shite. There was also... We're ending it at 70 minutes. (laughs) There was also a line, I can't remember if it's already been done or if it was uh, later on, but it was uh, Rachel, she's talking to Poole. And she's yeah. like, the beast is coming for you. And he's like, who's oh, the that's beast? Much, that's much right, later. Okay, okay, that's okay. much later. We'll get to that in a bit, okay? <laughs> so, back at the hut, Jane offers a pretty backhanded compliment to Cass, saying she reminds her of a hound dog they once had, uh, <laughs> and the way that she smells things before the other humans do. Uh, Cass then cuts, hits back with a classic Hollywood accent, just being like, listen, babe. <laughs> she grabs her by the fucking collar and be like, listen here, babe, see? <laughs> I may be blind, but I'm not handicapped. <laughs> Let's that's go. how I figured out. That's how I. That's how we discovered she was blind because she said she was blind. Yeah, because you were shit faced and you weren't paying attention to context clues. <laughs> I was just looking at her and being like, "Oh, <laughs> you fucking idiot." Uh, uh. So, back at the bus, Foster and Sue are having a grand old time, uh, while someone outside calls out for the beast. The beast. James and Cass leave the hut and find an outdoor shower. They celebrate their find, and Jane not. immediately tells. Else, uh, Cass, no, nah, I want to have a shower. I want to scrub, get, I want to wash the dirt off me before Harry gets back. And then Cass just wanders off to, and I quote, have a poke around. But, like, I would not trust a shower that clearly hasn't been turned on in, like, fucking, you know. I know, they turn it on and the water runs clean. Yeah, but let's be real here. It's fucking stagnant water. None of these fucking hillbilly cunts are, like, yeah, none of those, yeah. That's stagnant mosquito water, man. Uh, so, meanwhile, Ruby and Hulk continue their search for Harry and Roy. The two talk about uh, the young baby that Ruby saved at the end of the last movie. The, yeah. the, sort of the niece, Katie. They find Roy's helmet covered in blood next to the next to his bike. Or Well, I say they find it. It, like, rolls onto the fucking road. <laughs> so, so, like, you're just... I'm just imagining either Pluto or the Reaper just off screen just going... <laughs> this will be fucking great. Yeah, he's just waiting. Yeah, he's just been waiting for hours. He's like, yeah. Oh, when they find when they come down here, it's gonna be oh, great. It's gonna freak them the fuck out. It's gonna be fantastic. Oh, the look on her face. It's gonna be great. So they find that Ruby. Fo- so they then get on the bike and take off for the bus. Ruby falls off the bike and Hulk turns back to save her before getting skewered by a massive fuck off spear fired from what looks like a makeshift ballista. An unseen voice then calls out for Ruby. Is it, gonna rip you up, girl. Gonna rip you, bitch. Must that big bad bitch. Gonna rip you. I'm gonna eat it, yell, jaw. I'm gonna rip you like a sheet of paper. <laughs> Where the fuck? I'm gonna rip you. Where the fuck is that voice? I don't know. Where the fuck where did that come from? I don't know. Gonna rip you, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I well, right. The guy that plays um, the Reaper, yeah. his voice was actually dubbed over in post. It was, Because yeah. Wes Craven didn't think his voice was good enough. <laughs> so maybe that was his real voice. I do have, I do have a note of the the voice later on, but yeah. So maybe that was his real voice. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So back at the camp, Cass searches through one of the buildings and finds what looks like the corpse of a dog, and a newspaper. The headline is about the last movie. Well, she can't read that. Yeah, but we can see it as no. the audience, so that's why I'm saying it, motherfucker. I know, but whenever in a movie like they find a newspaper headline like that, they're always looking at it and being like, whoa. So I was just imagining, like, imagine they just got cast to do that. It's like, Wes, what are you doing? Wes, did you forget? <laughs> you wrote this. <laughs> so we then cut to Jane in the shower, who is snuck up on by none other than Foster. Foster the people. Shite. And, uh... <laughs> I mean, they're all right. But yeah, so... 
Oh, she snuck on by up on by Foster, who then immediately starts hitting on her, despite the fact that he's assumedly just finished. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go Foster. away, Foster. You smell like cum. Foster's <laughs> an absolute dick, by the way. Like, Foster, he's just smelling. got just got done shagging his missus. Immediately starts hitting on another lassie. So, of course, Sue catches up to him. Kicks I'm him Benjamin the- Sisko's wife, motherfucker. What you doing? Yeah. What the fuck was that voice? <laughs> That's what she sounds like when she's angry. No, it's not. <laughs> she does in Star Trek. It's not in this. No. So Sue, uh, as we say, catches up to him, kicks him in the balls, and then slaps him in the face <laughs> for his lecherous ways. Oh, uh, it's a really and then runs really, off. Really terrible sound effects too. It's so bad. Yeah, it it's sounds like, like a stock, cartoon. It's no. stock sound effects. It's like the psh thing. Yeah. It's the same sound effect they used in the fucking Blade episode. <sighs> but uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so Sue then runs off and Foster gives chase eventually making his way back to the bus and driving after her we get another we get another <laughs> homage dri- to Texas Chainsaw Massacre as he's driving after and I like how um, what's his girlfriend's name Sue Sue yeah she's just running she's away, running away from the bus like, fuck off Foster you're an asshole it's like he's trying to run you down by the looks of things I know he's not but it's, yeah, he he's looks trying like, to catch you yeah. yeah it looks like he's trying to run you down I wouldn't call him an asshole right now I would call him a murderous <laughs> bastard I don't know, I might be trying to appease to him a little bit, just being like, you're, don't kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a bus. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't run You've me over. Got, You've got a bus, I'm sorry. <laughs> what a fucking sentence. <laughs> uh, so, I just we get another I didn't know you of... rolled like that, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were chill like that. <laughs> chill was in, gonna kill as me with bo- a bus. As in bone chilling, as in fucking terrifying. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> But no, so there's this like shot at this point where she's like running away from the bus and she's silhouetted by the bus headlights. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's very, but it is again very Texas Chainsaw. No, I'm because going that to... bit where a fucking uh, oh my god, what's the cunt's name? Drayton, uh, where Drayton Sawyer is like beating up a cook. Yeah, yeah, the cook. Well, he's the cook in that film, but he's Drayton Sawyer in part two. Yeah, uh, is like beating up uh, Sally Hardesty. Uh, no, because when they're in front of the car in that scene, it's Sally. No, oh no, it's Sally. the hitchhiker that he's beating. <laughs> Sally's up. tied up in the car. Yeah, no, yeah, he's beating up the hitchhiker in front of the car. So you're right, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So eventually he catches up to Sue, but the bus runs out of fuel, and he's forced to follow her on foot. We then get a Ruby jump scare as Ruby jumps on Foster's back, shushes him, tells him that Hulk is dead. We cut back to Jane, who's done showering and starts wandering through the camp alone, calling for her friends. With back to Ruby. On. With clothes on now, <laughs> Ruby then t- back to Ruby, who tells Foster to go back to the bus and get the door, and get the others ready to leave. He opens the door to the bus. Beast runs out and fucks off into the night. Foster then notices a hatchet lying on the ground, and then an arm comes out from under the bus and drags him down below. He has the most annoying death. He just won't shut up. He just screams like fuck. He's annoying as fucking Robocop too, as well. Yeah. Uh, see it. I don't know what it was, right? I've only seen him in Robocop 2 in this, right? But when he appeared in this, I looked at him and I was like, I immediately just thought in my head, oh no. It's this cunt again. Oh no. It's this annoying bastard. Uh... Anyway, uh, we then cut back to Cass, who is joined by Jane in the main building just before the lights go off again. Uh, At this point, Jane starts freaking the fuck out and Cass is just like, what happened? A nice touch, I'll admit. Like, that's like, oh, no, fair enough. 
That's that's kind of a yeah, nice touch. Good bit of realism there. Wait, wait. Uh, Sue looks for Foster. I mean, back at the bus, Sue's still looking for Foster. We then cut back to the building. Cast throws a switch, thinking it's another generator. At which point, this fridge door behind her swings open to reveal like this fucking hidden passageway that goes down to a secondary entrance to the mines down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes out to investigate and like sticks her hand down the mine shaft and finds like that se- like feels like the ladder and then like reaches down and is like oh fuck that goes down quite a fair way and then leaves Jane sees that the bucket trap at the front door went off and assumes that Harry is back only to open up a cabinet and get jump scared by Foster's corpse who falls out of the cabinet just in time so like what the fuck was keeping him propped up because it wasn't the door because he opens the door when he falls mm. I fucking hate this trope in slashers I, I really do it's it happens again later on as well. yeah it happens <laughs> twice in the same movie <laughs> we saw it earlier as well and uh, fucking we saw it in New Year's Evil as well with the slide like the perfectly timed body reveal it just I always thought that was quite, I thought that was quite funny though. that was funny <laughs> because it was a slide but like it's like, it's yeah, like quite how like that did one. they work that anyway uh, she's then in caught by the Reaper, played by John Bloom, but voiced by an uncredited Nicholas Worth. Uh, we hear, as he's like holding on onto Jane, we hear like the sound of cracking bones. Mm-hmm. And we can only assume that she has been crushed to death by Reaper as he drops her now limp body to the ground. Uh, the bear hug. Yeah. yeah. Outside, Sue continues to look for the rest of the group. Uh, we see this through a POV shot of Reaper who then chases her down and throws her through a window before slitting her throat with a machete. Woo! That's the, the throat slit, actually. The throat it? slit is actually a really good practical effect. Uh-huh. Cast then calls out for her friends before retreating back into the building. Here's the thing, right? So Cass can hear, like, the bubbles in a soda can. And she can hear someone breathing and the engines of the bikes being cut off potentially well over a mile away from her. But she cannot hear the bones breaking in the next room. Glass nor smashing. can she hear glass smashing. Nor can she hear Sue screaming out for help before her throat was slit. I'm starting to think that uh, Cass is a bit of a liar. So... <laughs> <laughs> that she can't actually hear shit. Yeah. She wants to appear more, she wants to appear more interesting than she just is. Just pure guesswork. Yeah. This entire time she's just lucky. We then cut to Ruby who gets jumped by... I Pluto and the two have a short fight. Uh, Pluto throws Ruby to the ground where her head is smashed off of a rock there's and a we see a quite a bit of blood here. There's a bit of a conversation between them as well where uh, she's like, oh, Beast is going to get Not you. That comes, that is coming up in a bit. Mm. Uh, throws Ruby to the ground and tells her that he has to kill her to get in good with the Reaper. To which it, Ruby replies, Papa Jupe's big brother is here? Well, right! Well, he didn't have a fucking brother. He had a wee sister who he killed. That's set up in the last film. Mm. There is no mention of a brother whatsoever until this point. And need I, but I should also point out that at this point, there's like a solid maybe 20 minutes left in the film. If even that. Uh, this movie sucks. Yeah, like, what the I fuck? Took it, I took, uh, I there's took also it nothing like... whatsoever to set up the Reaper's identity. Yeah, so as far as we know, he's just some guy. So as far as we know, he's just some dude. And then it's revealed it's like, oh, he's like a big... Like, even if it was just, like, he was just a stronger guy. I, I just took like, it to mean, like, him and Papa Jupe apparently just came across each other in yeah, the they desert were just, and they were just saying, like, you like kill people, I like kill people. Best friends, best friends. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Cue the manly, like, predator handshake. 
<laughs> fucking like yeah yeah that's uh, I mean probably not but yeah, yeah that's why I took it as but, but... Uh, apparently the reaper took over the hills when Jupiter died uh, Ruby warns Pluto that killing her will make Beast mad who's Beast? Stevie from know... down the village <laughs> <laughs> Stevie from down the village <laughs> that's weirdly accurate do you know a gun called Stevie? <laughs> Uh, I do know a can go Stevie, but he's not a beast. Right, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Pluto is visibly shaken by this, asking, who's beast? She replies, you know who beast is. The one that nearly killed you last time. Pluto, Pluto proclaims that no dog can sneak up on him anymore. Then a dog sneaks so up on him. So of course on. the bo- yeah, beast sneaks up in on the him exact and attacks same way. him. In the exact same way he did in the first film, with like jumping in front of him and Pluto going like, ah! <laughs> falling back. <laughs> Pluto then runs away, but Beast gives chase. It's the same shots as well. So I was it's looking the exact at, same shot. So I was looking at it and I was like, did they, did just, they recreate the shot or did they just like did they just edit it so that it's a different background? Because the original shot, it's in daytime and this time it's night. Yeah, I was like, did they just darken it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> but like, so Pluto gets away by jumping over some rocks that the dog can't follow and then starts throwing insults, calling it like a puke eater, uh, a piss sniffer and all this kind of stuff. Uh, don't, back threaten with Ruby. A, don't threaten it with a good time, fuck's sake, you know. Yeah, back with Ruby, the Reaper growls her name. Ruby, I want you. Uh, a trap launches Hulk's body into Ruby, knocking her to the ground. She hits her head off of a rock and we see, like, blood spatter everywhere. She's dead. And that's Ruby dead. So basically... <laughs> so Ruby goes out the same way that Nightwing does in Injustice. So basically Bobby, you know, he doesn't want to go to the desert, so he sends everybody else to the desert and they all die. That's that's yeah. the story of this movie. <laughs> The story of this movie is Bobby making the right decision. The story of this movie is Bobby cannot face his fears so everybody dies. <laughs> Even if Bobby did face his fears, he would probably just die as well. well he killed Papa Jupe, so he could probably kill them too. With his sister's help, his sister's nowhere. Hmm. Mm, yeah. And his mum's help. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> you can't deny her corpse was very helpful. Mm. So... <laughs> Beast then finds Roy I passed out in the ground with a pretty gnarly head wound and like licks his face to wake him up. He's been unconscious for like a day and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got brain damage. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not getting up. He's he's got brain damage. Fully. He's, he's dead. He's not getting up. And if he does he can't remember English. So yeah. he's, he's fucked. <laughs> uh Pluto then corners Roy and it looks like it's all over until the beast sneaks up behind him again. A beast is sneaking up behind somebody, of course. And <laughs> shoves him off the side of the hill. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've made all of these jokes in the last episode, but fuck it, they're still funny. <laughs> the beast snuck up behind oh, him. He's just sitting there. Like Tickled his prostate a bit. <laughs> just this big guy in cargo shorts and a plain white t-shirt going, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm the beast. It's <laughs> <laughs> just that cunt after the chase. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was picturing the fucking... Mark uh, Labette. I was picturing the Burniston Butcher. Oh yeah, with the fucking uh, the, the table, That is such a great sketch, by the way. The Burniston Butcher. The Burniston Butcher. Go watch Burniston if you haven't. It's a fucking great show. But uh, says so we say, Beast sneaks up behind Pluto, pushes him down the side of the hill, and Pluto falls to his death. Ah! Right. 
What? How the fuck did you manage to do such an accurate impression of Yoda's death sound from the original Lego, Lego Star Wars? Because I used to play Lego Star Wars all the time. That was spot on, just Yoda from Lego Star Wars. I don't know if you heard it as well, but there was a fucking echo. Like, yeah, it's because there's high ceilings in my, my flat. So everything echoes like fuck. Like 90% of my time editing is just removing that and shit. And I guarantee I, I won't be able to replicate that whatsoever, so I'm not even going to attempt it. Do it. Do it. No. <laughs> do it. I'm seeing. I can't. Do yeah, it. yeah. I'm spot on. Just shorter, but yeah. Mm. Well, there you go. We'll make a voice actor out of you yet, Jacob. Yeah, sure. Yeah. At some point or another. Yeah. Probably end up doing something. So, Roy then takes Beast to go and get Cass. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cut to Cass walking through the camp, calling out for her friends. The lights come back on and Cass continues looking through the building. Yeah, because the beast eagerly went after a blind girl, you know. <laughs> she finds Roy's helmet and starts looking for him, making well. her way up to the loft. <laughs> Enter the Reaper through a fucking skylight. He falls through. <laughs> this, like, window smashes the glass and just fully just, like, fucking... And, Harry, Harry, and Harry. lands bad on the floor as well like he fucking face plants on the ground one of, one of his feet goes through the planks of wood as well yeah uh, and Harry, Man, Harry Manfredini did the score to this movie so I think he just kind of like recycled a bunch of shit used for Friday the 13th oh definitely because yeah, it's comes so that, similar because when he comes through that window it's very much just like the fucking you know it's just, yeah you know, the fucking shit you know it's but. the exact same soundtrack but when all I could think of when he was coming through that with it was just a bad girl. My What is this combat zone wrestling? Yeah. CZW. Yeah. Uh, some fucked up shit in CZW. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking light tubes and shit. Fuck that. We had a guy hanging with meat hooks at one point. Ah! I forgot about that, you cunt. Ugh. Yeah, at least it's not I'd, I, blissfully, I'd blissfully forgot I'd not watched that at least it's not IWA Mid-South or yeah. IWA Deep South or IWA East Coast or just IWA anything <laughs> yeah there was the indie wrestling for you indie deathmatch wrestling for you fucking shout but you know yeah. oh my god oh no right anyway remember a, remember a point in time we were young and innocent and we thought that the Taipei Deathmatch was the most extreme shit we would ever watch <laughs> remember that <laughs> I want to go back then <laughs> Taipei Deathmatch was fucking shit I, I, I want to go back then yeah. to when that was the most extreme to the most extreme shit I'd ever seen was a guy getting a fiver tapled to his fucking cheek and his tongue uh, yeah, now the tongue one still grosses me out but yeah Ooh. so she finds Roy's help and when the reaper comes in through the skylight right Cass runs and hides finding Jane's body in the process uh, she climbs down the ladder in the fridge to get to the mines below. Mine, we mentioned that earlier. With this the fucking whole thing. segment here with like uh, the mines below. And all yeah, that shit, it gave me heavy Texas Chainsaw Massacre two vibes. See, I was thinking, right. like in the like you know when they're in the theme park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was going thing. more along the lines of My Bloody Valentine because it was a mine. See, I haven't seen that. So pretty decent. Yeah. Some good stuff in it. I mean, most of the best stuff got cut by the NPA, and so if you do watch it, it's like fucking... Yeah, you can get it, but... You, you can get it, but it's in shit quality. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like weird watching them and then seeing like all of a sudden the quality just fucking dips majorly. <laughs> so it's like you're watching like a, a Blu-ray copy of a movie and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, VHS, remember this shit? It's like yeah. the Exodus 3 one where it goes from like, where they put in all the lost shit. 
So mm. it goes like from Blu-ray quality to just ripped straight from a VHS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no upscaling whatsoever. It's just mm. there. So she climbs down last. She's in the mines. She finds a pile of desiccated corpses and starts freaking out. Then she starts finding the rest of her friends. <laughs> And they're all fucking dead. Yeah, one of her friends, is, I don't know which one it was, but he's been cut in half. So, like, uh... I think that might have been Hulk. Yeah, and, you know, she's blind, so she's just feeling up, like, his fucking bottom half. I was like, Jesus Christ, please don't touch his junk. Because, <laughs> uh... I was thinking, well, Jesus Christ, please don't touch the stump. <laughs> so, it's just, like, imagine just being like, oh! <laughs> just... Do you think these cannibals eat, like, the fucking testicles and just be like, ah, Yeah, yeah, oysters. Ah, ah, what was it called? Rocky Mountain Oysters. Rocky Mountain yeah. Oysters, yeah. Yeah. Or is the or you know like in Far Cry Five was it the Testy Festy? Yeah, that's a great mission. <laughs> <laughs> fucking have to get cows to fuck. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious. And then you run them over if you're well, run them over with a fucking combine harvester. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> then play you get Far, play Far Cry Five. It's great. Then you get the Testy Festy T-shirt. Canonically, my character survived the nuclear apocalypse wearing a Testy Festy T-shirt. Good lord. <laughs> that is fucking atrocious. And also my character done the exact same thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, testy festy. Woo. <laughs> when did that game come out? 2018? Fuck out. Like 17, 18 something. 17, 18? Like. Yeah, testy festy. 2017. Fuck yeah. Uh, what uh, a lineup. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, Far Cry 6 isn't as bad as everybody says. No, it has. It's a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. I've played bits of it since then. It's really cool. Six. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do enjoy six. Fucking uh, what's his name? What, what's it called? Par- Primal. Fucking shite. Primal. Oh yeah, Primal's a heap of shite. I got about halfway through that and I was like, I don't know why I'm playing this. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the film. No, uh, can't. That's it. So <laughs> I don't want to go back point, to the movie. Tough, this movie sucks. Tough shit. Uh, it's at this point that Reaper makes his way into the mine. Uh, Glass, uh, Cass manages to find a jar of embalming fluid and smashes it over the Reaper's head. Is it embalming and makes fluid? It escape. It's labelled embalming fluid. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> it. Smashes it over his head and makes her escape, screaming out for help the entire time. Roy heals her and responds, pulling her up and out of the mineshaft with a rope and then cutting the rope to leave the Reaper down below. They then go and find a nearby barrel of super fuel and pour out a trail that leads to the bus in a very similar trap to the first movie. Reaper notices this as well and shouts... Reaper don't get fooled like Papa Joop. Like Papa Joop? Papa Joop? It's kind of how he says it. Yeah, he does. He, kinda, he goes on the uptick. Like Papa yeah. Joop? Papa Joop? <laughs> right, Tarzan. Calm down. Do you remember... So, speaking the, of Tarzan... Do you remember... We're, we're sticking to this movie, Jacob. We're nearly done. <laughs> Stop trying to sidetrack because you don't like it. Let's move on. God... Damn it! <laughs> I'll talk about Roger Moore doing the fucking Tarzan. Moving on! Octopussy later. Let's know. fucking move on! Uh-huh. Well, yeah, that was hilarious when he done that. Uh, so. <laughs> eventually, either are cornered, the back's up against the wall, all in, all, and the trap is activated, but it doesn't go the way they think it's going to go. Actually, <laughs> what it does instead. It lights up a wall of fire which traps oops, Reaper in at the bus with Roy while Cass waits by the mineshaft. Cass has to Cass has to outrun fire at one point. Yeah, and does it successfully. <laughs> 
Blind girl superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> ah. So, Roy then grabs a rope that was on the ground that they'd previously attached to, like, this mine cart. Right. Yeah. He grabs the rope, Cast pushes the mine cart down the mine shaft. He then gets dragged across the fucking ground at some speed. Is it that, right, yeah, they've got something in the mine cart, though. Did they put the boss engine in the mine cart? It looked like just, see, this is the thing. My copy of this film was really unnecessarily dark. I think it might have been, in like, I think I've got the DVD copy instead of the Blu-ray. Yeah, I, I watched this uh, on Prime. So, like, <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't really see any details on it. It just looked like a big lump of... Something I think it was, dark. I think it was the bus, like engine. like the engine of the bus. Okay, uh-huh. cool. But like, how they got heavy it in there. there? Fuck the fan. I don't know. <laughs> but he's then dragged away from the bus. Goes between. Shortly afterwards, the bus explodes. Yeah, he runs. Yeah, he goes between uh, the reaper's legs. Being yeah, dragged by his, like, that was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. So the bus blows up. We then get a pretty fucking awesome fight. This is the third Wes Craven film in a row now where we've had a pretty awesome fire stunt. The man knows what he likes. Boobs and fire. <laughs> be a great name for an autobiography. Anyway. <laughs> and so the uh, bus explodes. We get a great fire st- our stunt as Reaper runs full pelt towards Cass who dives out of his way in the last moment and he goes was careening down the mine shaft. Mm-hmm. We then cut to the next morning. The movie ends with the dawn of a new day. Oh wait, 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 wait! We, we, we missed out. Well, uh, you know how does how does Roy provoke fucking uh, the Reaper? The Reaper sucks. Oh, yeah, he just goes, the Reaper sucks. <laughs> yeah, which causes him to chase him. Yeah, <laughs> the Reaper sucks. You hurt my feelings, <laughs> boy. I would love it if he just dropped the dropped the voice there and he start he stops going like oh Papa Jim and he just goes what the fuck man. <laughs> why'd you, why'd you, I, have, I have feelings you, too, man. You just went really low there, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit below the belt. What I the never fuck, said man? you sucked. What yeah. the fuck? Be better. <laughs> then, he, then he just leaves. Yeah, he just fucks <laughs> off. He just goes home. Just kicking dirt, you know? I'm just going suck. You suck. <laughs> How do I suck? I killed your friends, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see you killing anyone, you little. Bitch. <laughs> your dog killed Pluto. Yeah. Fuck you. Your dog had to you do didn't all do your work shit. for you. Little shit. <laughs> Little bitch boy. <laughs> you lost your fucking like uh, discs in your spine after falling off your bike and landing on your head. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> your girlfriend's blind. <laughs> <laughs> you crawled into a room like a she fucking doesn't know, pervert. But, yeah, she <laughs> doesn't know, but you're fuck ugly. <laughs> you crawled into a room like a pervert. You suck. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> Obviously, I do not suck since I can go to the city and live a normal life. <laughs> I own a chain of coffee shops. <laughs> I live next door. <laughs> John? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I have tickets to the race, you shit. I was in the back of the bus. <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Bobby's just sitting at home just fucking twiddling his thumbs I wonder how John's doing (laughs) (laughs) I can't face my fears (laughs) fucking hate this movie it sucks yeah so the movie ends with them fucking wandering off into the the desert the movie ends with the dawn of a new day as Roy Cass and Beast all walk off into the desert to eventually die of dehydration. They're either going to die of dehydration or they're going to get caught up in one of the bombing runs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know. Fuck this movie. 
It's like, it's... Right. Why didn't they take one of the bikes? Do they both get blown I up I think in they the both bus? get blown up in the bus, yeah. Uh, but even so, like... Oh, fucking hell. I don't care enough to ask these questions. This movie drained me of my energy. <laughs> I, I don't like... I didn't like watching it. I don't like talking about it. It's just... It's not the worst film I've ever seen. That goes to Captain America because there are moments in this film that did genuinely make me laugh at how bad they were and have a good time. Like, watching it. Like, I would... I could see myself actually... Like, the dog having a fucking flashback, for instance, is hilarious. However, that's the highlight of the movie and it happens half an hour in. I just got a message from a friend of the show, Alice. Go on. Who is apparently watching this movie right now yeah she just sent me a message dogs traumatized from killing a dude (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what the message says it says dogs traumatized from killing a dude yeah that that is when did that message come through like 10 minutes ago (laughs) good lord that's glorious timing (laughs) holy fuck friend of the show Alice you legend I salute you (sighs) yes but uh, so, like the highlight of this movie is the dog having a flashback, and it happens half an hour in, and then everything else is just dead. Like it's not a good movie. Bobby sucks. He didn't go with his friends to die. Bobby's a shit. Bobby's a uh, cuck. The re- the reveal. <laughs> okay. Uh, the reveal that Rachel is Ruby is just kind of meh. Like it's it's not really built up in any meaningful way. I like how Rachel, you know, she's not no longer cannibal girl, caveman girl Rachel, right? So she's kind of... Yeah, she's like all civilized dressed, and stuff. She's all dressed up like an 80s girl, but she looks about 40. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> 80s fashion did not, did not fucking work on everyone. No, it did not. No. <sighs> I hate this. Uh, anyway, so that was The Hells of Eyes Part 2. I would warn you not to watch this movie, but apparently when I do that, cunts end up watching movies. So, <laughs> I'm just going to say, this film's shit. Uh, final thoughts, Jacob? F- fuck this movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hate this. I hated every second of it. I finished my Welsh piss <laughs> whiskey to this movie. You keep calling it Welsh piss. It's the best whiskey you've got. It's so nice. Yes, it is. But it's I finished fucking it. glorious. I finished it watching this movie because I couldn't bear to watch this sober. So I had to watch this film two and a half times. The half time was because my computer fucked up and just refused to work for some reason. I fixed it, but fuck me. Yeah, well, took a while. I, 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 I had to watch the dog flashback three times. <laughs> uh, three times. Half a time because my computer fucked up. The first time to watch the to just watch the film. The second time to take notes. Jesus. <laughs> well, it's terrible. Yeah. So, what we're we covering next week, Jacob? We're getting back into the world of Marvel. Thank fuck. What were they covering? Spider-Man. The first of the Sam Raimi trilogy starring Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst and, and Willem Dafoe. Sex Pest James Franco. I was going to leave that out because he's a cunt. <laughs> Sex Pest James Franco is coming for you. Pray that he isn't. Uh, no, seriously, look him up. He's an arsehole. Ties into our 127 hours comment though. Yeah, yeah. So it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah James Franco's a beast. Oh, he's not a beast, he's a sex pest, but yeah. <laughs> sex pest, Franco. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spider-Man, next week, uh, come listen, because it's a better movie. Yes. So, thank you. <laughs> Is that where we're ending this episode? <laughs> no. Uh, thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram um, for some behind-the-scenes look, as well as Jacob's movie nugs. Uh, Jacob's I have yet to find another movie. Regular... I have yet to find another movie that is worthy of a movie nug. Yeah, uh, Jacob's but when, they, but when I do show, find one, you'll you'll know. <laughs> well, he gives us thoughts and feelings on movies that he's watched that we won't necessarily have the time to cover on the main show. As always, I've been Ben Nevin. Yeah, it's me, boys. It's Jacob. <laughs> and we'll see you again next time. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, Stevie from down the village is coming for us, mate. <laughs> <laughs>